You're listening to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Christine, certified life coach, pain to power mentor, and creator of Embody You Mindset Mastery School. I'm here today to discuss living life after disease, disaster, or adversity, to discuss living life fully once again, a life of hope, peace, and resiliency, a life fully embodied. I utilize the lessons that I learned going through not one, but two primary cancers. I'm here today to guide you to the life of your dreams, turn your pain into power, and lead you back to yourself. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. Today I've got a copy of a live that was done on Instagram between myself and a health coach and I wanted to share it on the platform here because you guys this one was gold. We had an excellent conversation and there's so many little nuggets in here that I felt needed to be broadcasted further than just Instagram because, well, not everyone is on Instagram. So without further ado, I am going to post the audio here for the live that was done on Instagram so that you can hear it for all of my breast cancer survivors out there, for all of my cancer survivors of any kind, as well as really just anyone who has um, survived from disease and come out the other side. This is a big episode. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so welcome and thank you so much for being here with me and me here with you on this live and connecting. I'm so grateful to make these connections and to be able to make these connections from like across the world um, and uh, and be able to to help other women and and start to change some of their mindsets. uh, why don't we get a little bit started with you, Tricia? So, what do you, uh, what do you do? Where is your passion? Where did this all come from? Um, it started from my journey with breast cancer, and um, I guess the huge gap in between conventional medicine, conventional doctors, and once you're done treatment and you're left alone, like you have nothing, you don't know what to do, you're feel guilty eating something out of the cupboard because you don't, nobody gave you a nutrition plan, nobody gave you a prevention plan. And I felt very lost and alone. And um, like during the whole treatment and everything and during my journey, I was totally, had like a good mindset, but then after all I did was cry. So once I got my stuff together, then I Mm -hmm. knew I needed to help other people do the same thing because there is nobody out there, like no doctors helping people do this. And um, I remember asking my doctor and saying, is there anything I should or shouldn't eat? And he's like, "Mm, maybe soy, don't eat soy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I can I, I can definitely identify with that. Um, hi. Um, I can definitely identify with that because it was very similar for me as well. Like as soon as I was finished, that I thought that. Like two things I thought. I thought one, I would be done with the side effects and that I would be able to move on with life. Um, and the second is I thought that I would have some type of support to say like, you're done now and you don't have to worry because of this, that and the other thing. And what I ended up getting was absolutely, they, they said, okay, you know, you're sort of done. Here's 10 years of pills. And, you know, and, um, you know, you still got to keep coming in for Herceptin and all of these sorts of things. And the side effects are going to get worse, by the way. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and um, and then also, you know, the support is going to be nil. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely identify with that for a lot of breast cancer survivors or disease survivors of any kind, to be honest, mm -hmm. is there seems to be this um, acute... Uh, connection where they say, oh, there's a problem, we fixed it, now go. Um, but people are returning and it's because they, they've not been given tools to start to create a lifestyle that is um, conducive for moving on and not having this disease return, right? Yeah, I feel like they um, feel like they can just go back to their old life and you can, like, yes. you can't. If right. Life is not the same after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's definitely different, and you know, and, and in a lot of ways, more beautiful. Um, One hundred percent. As long as you different. can get that there. That's yes. I.e. mindset coach. I.e. mindset and breast cancer support health coach. That's what we do, right? Yeah. We're, we're helping to to help other people um, feel that they've kind of got a handle on their future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. What have you provided for survivors of disease? Um, and is it just specifically breast cancer or is it all types or, or what do you work with? I do specialize in breast cancer, but I have thought of branching out because really it is all the same. There is yeah. a few minor things, you know, like because I have breast cancer I know about, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty much the same, but yeah, I provide them with um, nutrition. So meal plans, um, exercise, uh, mindset, daily rituals, just um, a lot of stuff that I guess they might not know of nutrition, like stuff that is important in your daily routine and how to detox, not like go out and get a detox kit, but a detox with food and exercise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. It sounds to me like you were very passionate about this prior to cancer as well. Would, would, I, would I be correct there or is this a mindset shift you did after? Yeah, so at when I got cancer, I was so mad because I ate healthy, I exercised all the time, I was the go-to person that everyone came to and said, Trisha, um, what do I need to eat for this or how do I do this and exercise mm -hmm. thing. But there's so much more to it. Like I didn't realize how much stress I was under daily. Two teenage kids and um, a single mom. I was go 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 go, and 
even when people wanted to help, I wasn't like allowing them to because they were my kids and I, I wanted to be there or whatever the case may be. I even kind of fell into that trap. Like I had a lot of support during my treatment, but I fell in the trap of like, no, I still need to be there. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, I really needed to change that part of my life because I felt like it was a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, stress. Mm-hmm. So let's let's uh, peek into that a little bit deeper. So um, I can identify. We have so many parallels. It's actually quite quite beautiful. Um, I yoga instructor, meditation instructor, uh, worked in a health food store. Um, uh, I I regularly taught uh, breathing techniques and all of these sorts of things. Um, crazy healthy, probably the fittest I've ever been in my life when I was diagnosed. Um, so my question, I guess, is, is do you have a sense that it was the stress and pressure that you were under um, that may have perpetuated? 100%, yeah. Because I yeah. feel like um, there's one magic thing that can cure, you know, like or prevent cancer. It's a common right of everything your nutrition your exercise your mindset um, and stress like a lot of the people that I talked to I finally have been like before cancer they they were under some like something stressful happened some big event or a bunch of events that led up to it right right absolutely and I would say like um, I could identify with that as well. Like, you know, people knew me as always busy, um, just crazy busy all the time. And, you know, you can't get you, you can't slow you down no matter how hard you try. That was what kind of the running joke was, um, with me. And so, so I can see a lot of parallels there as well. Yeah. So, Let's talk more about um, the type of students that you work with, clients that you work with. Um, what do you find is kind of the first thing that you are talking to them about? Like, where is your blank? Like, is it is it your health goals? Is it your stress levels? Like, what is it that you I find generally have to work with? They're most confused about nutrition, like what they can't eat. Um, yes. And going to yes. the cupboard and feeling guilty about something they ate. <laughs> and honestly, I remember thinking, like, if I ate, like, something that was, like, had sugar in it, oh, my God, I could f- literally feel the sugar racing to where my cancer was. <laughs> yes, 1,000%. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I remember having a bottle of um, Dom Perignon after I was finished my treatments. It was, like, a $350 bottle that my friends got together and bought for me. And I remember taking a sip out of it and I was just like, I can't do this. I'll die. <laughs> like, you know, so I didn't enjoy this beautiful bottle of Dom, you know, because I was just so scared that every sip I took got me closer and closer to like the end. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I think that the information out there is like pardon me but like disgusting you know like people are just like you you know 
if you eat sugar, you're done. And you're like, no, okay. I think especially like fruit and stuff. Like fruit was put on this planet for us to eat. It had so many nutritional values, antioxidants, and everything like that. And some people are eating yes. fruit because it has sugar in it. But right, you need to eat your fruit. Yes, exactly, exactly. So. Am I correct in saying, and I do not have a health background, you have a health background, so um, I have a sense. So within my sense, I have a sense that it's about balance, it's about um, creating nutrition, um, feeding your gut, um, you know, having really healthy, healthy boundaries around that, um, adding exercise, and in, in the inclusion of all things, the isness of life, but not just you know, the things that you enjoy, but the things that also feed your soul, feed your body, you do all of this, you know, in, a, in kind of a balance between all the things. Am I am I in the right track? It, it definitely has to be. Like, you need to make sure you're getting, like, your nutrition in to help your body detox and whatever, but you can't not go around eating, I don't know, something you enjoy because mm -hmm. you're afraid, like, something, the cancer might come back or something, because, you're never gonna be happy. Like you need to just change the mindset, I guess, as you would know, to like, um, it's okay to eat this and I'm gonna do this with joy and I'm gonna, it's gonna be okay because I don't do it, you know, at every meal, I don't do it every day. I'm, and there are healthier ways, like I love cookies, so there's healthier ways of making them if I wanna eat cookies all the time. But also if there is something, you know, we're going out one night and I wanna enjoy myself, I enjoy myself. I'm not going to never have something that I want to enjoy because like literally, I think that's setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. I would agree with you completely on that. You know, um, I've talked about this in past podcasts, um, how I, so I read this book, <laughs> like how many times have you heard that sentence? <laughs> like I read this book and it told me that the best way to cure my cancer is to cut out absolutely all sugar and to uh, meditate at four in the morning and do all these things, right? So I read this book and I had this list of things that I had to do. And um, I recall um, feeling that, you know, this is gonna be the thing, This like this will save me. So I put in all this time and all this effort, but then what ended up happening, and I'm talking effort, mm -hmm. and what ended up happening was it was something like a, a birthday party or something I had a bit of cake and and I panicked and then um I think I, I think for two th two straight weeks I ate chocolate bars and uh <laughs> drank wine and you know and then I ended up with like thrush and all of these things because I was in the middle of my treatments mowing down sugar and uh and all of this sort of stuff and and I recall having so much fear um but the reason I tell this story is because teaspoon for teaspoon, I probably had the same amount of sugar as I would have had, had I not gone extreme, extreme, right? Yeah. 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 To, to, in, to in, in, instead take that intentional time to say like, you know, I'm really going to enjoy this thing. I'm going to gather what is the mindset 
Um, and is that peace within myself that I get from enjoying this beautiful chocolate or this glass of wine with this good friend or whatever. And then, and then intentionally set that down and be like, I had that experience. It was great. Moving on, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, yeah. am I, am I landing with that? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, what about you? How did, um, you, you're a mindset coach. So how did you become passionate about mindset? You know, very similar to you, to be honest, um, Trisha, it was, I could see that we as human beings, um, are very good at having the mindset around, you know, I'll just use sheer willpower in order to be happy in life and I'll pull up my bootstraps and whenever I make a mistake, I'll shame myself and then, and then I'll move on. Yeah. And what it was for me, Trisha, was it was, I was in the middle of my chemo in the deepest, darkest parts and, and you know it. And, and I said, um, to a friend of mine, I just don't know what to do. And she said, I have a friend. You should talk to her. She's going to be amazing. Good morning. Um, you should absolutely talk with her. So I, I connected with her and she said, she said, girlfriend, you are going through the worst of the worst in your life. She said, if you want to eat nachos, eat the damn nachos. <laughs> and I was like, yep. <laughs> so I sat down and I ate the damn nachos. And I remember <laughs> like, just feeling like, thank God, you know? Yeah. And what it was for me was, it was, it was a compassion switch. So I was able to go from this person who believed that there was, there was no way to enjoy life unless you're perfect um, at everything. And you're spiritually bypassing this whole cancer journey and saying, Oh, it's going to teach me something, you know? And, and, uh, and, and I, and it, and it, it did. It taught me something, you know, and oh God, did it ever. But what it taught me was to stop trying to riddle out every bad thing and not feel any emotion, Correct. you know? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yes. That's a huge thing for me. Like I held everything in and I don't know if it was to be strong or whatever, but have realized that it's okay to cry and get it out because like, honestly, where do we hold everything when we're stressed, when we're feeling something, we hold it here. Yes. Yeah. Right where the breast cancer goes. Yeah, exactly. I know. Like I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, you hold it all in your chest. Yes, um, yes ma'am. Um, absolutely. And, uh, and that's just it is, you know, it, it taught me compassion. And when I came out the other side of it, I just, I knew deep, 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 deep down that the only, like I was a different person and that I had absolutely no choice at all other than to share this with the world. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, 100%. Um, I see Quench Skin said, my boys were so small, three and five, I tried to keep it in for them. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to tell my kids. Like, I was just going to go through it. I told my parents, I'm not going to tell them. I don't want to upset them. Like, I did the same thing. What was I thinking? I mean, I, I, ended up, I totally ended up telling them. I think once I knew, like, 
um, my prognosis, all of, you know, all of your numbers and everything that I told them, but mm -hmm. I actually didn't even plan on telling them. Nope. No, I, I recall telling my good friends, like, we're not going to call it cancer. I refuse oh, yeah. to call myself a survivor. All these things. I was like, nope, we're not talking about it. We'll just call it the blip. <laughs> and I can't even say word. I can't even say I, word. I'm like, with you. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, it was ridiculous. I know, I know. And lo and behold, here we are on the other side of it, realizing that it's all about saying the word. It's all about diving deep into the emotion and saying like, oh man, this sucks. Like this, and I'm and I'm gonna eat the damn nachos, but then I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> and then I'm gonna know when it's right and correct to say, because if you if you allow yourself to sink, you have the you have the presence of mind enough to know when you've hit the bottom. Yeah. You know, because you intentionally allowed yourself to do that thing. Yeah. So then when you hit the bottom, you're like, okay, I've done all I need to do. And you kick off and you're just able to, you know, to move past. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's hugely a good portion of what I teach nowadays is um is that uh you know shaming our kids doesn't work to make them you know be better children um so what makes us think that shaming ourselves makes us better humans so like yeah we treat ourselves worse than anyone for sure yeah yeah absolutely so what, um do you think your top mindset strategies are that helped you and you you know, portray on everyone else to help them during your battle, during anything, during anything. You got it. So, um, the one of the biggest ones that I teach, the one of the top mindset strategies is self-compassion. Um, I think it's missing from every book, every podcast, every everything. There's uh, there's a piece missing. There's a ten step to be better, but there's there's something missing. Um, absolutely quenched skin. <laughs> um, but, um, there, there is a piece missing in that, in that whole idea of like, you know, uh, learn to manifest your life, learn to master your mindset, all of these sorts of things. And there's a huge piece missing of self-compassion. So that was huge. And that is, a, a, I would say one of the biggest things that I connect with. The other one um, that has become really prevalent in my teachings is the stories in which we tell ourselves. So like, um, they seem counterintuitive, but they fit. Let me finish. Um, <laughs> so the stories that we tell ourselves that say, oh, woe is me, you know, this is so, this is so hard, this is so bad. Um, I think that there's, there's a connection between the two. There has to be an intentionality around feeling the emotion, letting yourself sink, letting yourself get to that place where you are able to just totally uh, feel it and let it in. But then having the presence of mind to say, okay, now what am I gonna do with this? Am I gonna continue to get, you know, all of this love and connection that I'm getting from, from me being so sad um, at a price of my own well-being or Am I going to, as I say, allow myself to sink, get to the bottom and then say, okay, now it's me time. Now it's my wellness. Now it's how can I feed my, my soul and my body and, and create uh, a world where I'm feeling well, you know? And I think it's a two part series and I think it's really important. 
Um, and those are some of the biggest things that I teach. I mean, that being said, I would say like I have a step process. It's like seven to eight steps ish. But those are the two really big ones is the awareness around kind of your, your drama. Um, and knowing, finding the difference between when it's time to feel it and when it's time to drop it. Right. Mm-hmm. With cancer, probably any disease, it's a constant mind battle. Like yeah. there's going to be times where you're like starting to sink and you need to figure out how to get yourself out of that because nobody else is doing it for you. That's just it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, it's a bit polarizing to say, but you know, when you go through it, you feel like you have a little more ability to say these things but um but you know there is a sensationalization around around breast cancer um that i think is somewhat damaging and uh, and for me it's that you know constantly being a survivor you know there's this i think that there is a part of it that um that rids you of your identity of of moving into health and wellness because you are you're you're constantly in pain over this thing that happened um but that kind of keeps you there doesn't it you know so you you sort of have to make this decision to say like i'm choosing vitality now mm-hmm. and i and i'm choosing to move forward right yeah yeah I read this thing where um, it said that um, they did a study, I think it was on um, people that were dying randomly, like in car accidents and stuff, and they were testing them for like cancers. And there was a huge percentage of women that were walking around with breast cancer that probably would have never been noticed, that would have possibly never turned into anything either. So it just kind of makes you think like, like mine was very small, it was like the size of a pea. Oh, so good. I think you think both ways. You think, oh God, it could have been the worst thing ever, or you know what? Maybe it would have never turned into anything. I found it on my own. Did you find yours on your own? Yes, I yeah, did. I do I find almost everybody I talk to finds it on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are some of the ways that um, survivors can start to reclaim? The, their life and start to move in more of a of a path of vitality and less of a path of like I'm still the patient. I the only way I think is to gain the knowledge because mm-hmm. you're gonna constantly guess, guess, guess until <laughs> you have some sort of knowledge, something mm-hmm. to make you feel empowered, something to make you feel like you're making the right decision something so you're not feeling guilty and like your mindset like the daily rituals that I have in the program so that you can set yourself up for success and not feel guilty about the things that you're doing so there's definitely not one thing I definitely believe like it's a matter of like every like a bunch of things like you can't you know exercise and then go out and eat mcdonald's and think well i exercise today so that's going to help prevent <laughs> cancer right like it right. just work that way and not to say that you can't enjoy your life with having fast food mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i think it's a, definitely a mixture of everything yes yeah i w- i would agree yeah and um some of the biggest stuff that has set my myself free 
um, in terms of in terms of cancer um, have been what you're explaining so the knowledge so I did a deep dive with a good friend who I think is on here um, with a good friend uh, that um, we started doing major research into you know uh, insulin levels and gut health and and um, adaptogens and all of these different things and we um, and and I started implementing things that felt right in my body for me you know, uh, yes, there, there she is. Hello. <laughs> um, but like, and, and when I started implementing these things, that's when life really started to change for me. So it was that knowledge, like you said, um, and, uh, the mindset shift that really worked for me was, um, that I didn't, I wanted to go from here to there. I didn't want to be in this place anymore where I was sad and upset and all of these sorts of things. And there was a degree of choice that I had to make. And that was another big mindset shift to say like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be this person. I don't, do not choose this life of being scared of cancer and worrying about it. It's like, so, you know, there's that action piece of being like, okay, so what am I going to do about it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes like something else will happen in life, like something, you know, it's or, you know, something happens, whatever crazy and mm -hmm. going back down that rabbit hole because you start getting in that negative mindset and you start fearing everything and you just really need those strategies to be able to pull yourself out and sit in a better place on a daily basis. Absolutely. I think that's beautiful. It sounds to me like we are, um, we're out there, we're doing it, we're helping, um, and trying our best to help people to, um, come to a place of more freedom and enjoyment. So, uh, what do you, what do you provide? Do you, is it a course that you provide? Is it, uh, one on one coaching that you provide? How can people find you? Um, it's one on one coaching. So, yeah. One on one. Yeah. You can book a free call through my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, um, we can just discuss, you know, what your goals are, or maybe you're not even a fit, maybe you are a fit, yeah. Right, start to get some balance back into the life, uh, into your life and start to take control of your, your health and well-being. Yeah, Excellent. definitely, it's, it's all about the knowledge, and mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how many times I googled how to prevent breast cancer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just made myself go crazy, and actually I wasn't even implementing any of it because well hardly any of it because I was reading so much conflicting information I didn't know what was right I spent so many much time researching that yeah. I was like I didn't know what to do oh I, I'm, I'm with you I had a naturopath I had a doctor I had a cancer nutritionist so that did exist in my town <laughs> and um, and uh, I did all these things and I called um, all of the people, what should I have? What shouldn't I have? And when I actually went through the list of things that I can and cannot eat, like, whew, like I feel like I was left with kale. Like, I think that's all I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, eat kale, you know? Like, yeah, that's totally. <laughs> yeah, and if you have a sip of that champagne, you probably do donezo, you know? So, like, <laughs> Yeah, it was not a good list. <laughs> yeah. But okay, excellent. So people, so people work with you through a one-on-one. -on -one. You create that community and that support to help empower them to take back their life. Is, am I correct on that? 
Yeah, absolutely. I find um, you have to be in a good support group too. I know I'm like I'm in tons of breast cancer support groups, mm-hmm. and I find they just make me feel like I'm heading down fear rather than in a good place. Yeah. So I think those are the kind of things you have to look at to like do I need to remove myself from those groups because sometimes I'm just scrolling past them because I don't want to see it. I am with you as well. I've I've begun to remove myself in those sorts of things as well because and uh you know and same with like following at one point I was following all these breast cancer survivors and those sorts of things and I'm finding that I'm switching that for myself and it's and it's because you know I don't want to be in that place anymore. I want to move on, you know, and I want to take back my life. And these constant reminders they 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 neither fill my heart or, or benefit me. So I, I, I've begun to start to shift. So I understand that very well. Um, okay. About, Sorry. Uh, I think it's about setting up boundaries. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed that you uh, coach on boundaries as well. So can you tell yes. us a little bit more about the boundaries and how important it is? Sure, yeah. So boundaries. Um, are very different than what I originally expected them to be. I believed boundaries were um, kind of this aggressive, like, no, I don't do that. You know, it's if somebody said, hey, you know, can I borrow this? Setting a boundaries was like, no, you cannot borrow this. Whereas now, <laughs> which, you know, is, is a little bit, you know, polarizing. And what I've, what I've, I've learned is boundaries are truly just putting your own self and your own well-being first and however that comes out is authentic to you so so if there's a gentleness to the way that you say you know what actually um that doesn't feel good for me to to let that go right now you know if that if that makes sense to you if that's the way that you speak it that's great it has nothing to do with aggression it has very much to do with just keeping your own emotions sanctuary and yeah, and, and whatever that sanctuary is for you, it's that's how it comes out and it can be authentic to you. Um, so my boundary has become, you know, I I I put my well being and my and my heart first and for that reason I've begun to release um, some of these connections that I've made with uh, breast cancer support groups and those sorts of things because I've created a boundary around and sanctuary around my well being. Um, so again, yeah, so that, that's a big one that I, that I really teach. Um, and and one of my students is here with the heart, so she knows it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, the sanctuary, the emotional sanctuary, we call it. So yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so speaking of which I do run a course as well. For me, it is, um, it is not just breast cancer survivors because we all have a story. So uh, for me, I decided to work with women in general because we all are, um, we are so giving, as you say, with your kids and you were just so there and, you know, betterment of the group and never taking care of yourself, right? Yeah. yeah so, and that's me too. That explains me to a T or did explain me to a T, very past tense now. <laughs> um, and so, so now I'm cultivating um, a group of women who put themselves first and who embody their authenticity and create those boundaries um, unapologetically. And uh, so that's become my life's work as well. So. That's amazing. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I truly, I love it. It's been, it's been excellent, excellent work and is, uh, is my dharma. It is, it's what, uh, it's why, it's why I'm still here is my belief. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I believe for you as well. Yeah. So anyway, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. Um, I am, I'm so grateful to have been able to connect and for Instagram as a platform to be able to just say like, Hey, like, I think you're in Toronto. Uh, close, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. See, like, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's Toronto. Like, <laughs> like and we're connecting. How amazing. So, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to um, connecting with you as we go along. And um, I'll make sure to type all of your information so that people can find you. And uh, we'll go from there. Same with you. Okay. So My pleasure. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you found expansion with this last episode, then that means that others will too. And the best way to get the word out about the podcast is by leaving a review. I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review and let me know how you felt about the podcast. Included in the show notes will be everything that we talked about today, including all of my transformative programs. Change is just on the horizon, my friend.